world puts so much pressure on young girls to be perfect looking, perfect in what they are doing, perfect on everything, instead of telling them, you know what, you can do it. You, you are powerful, you are beautiful, you are this amazing person, just go and do it, give yourself a chance. You are listening to the Spicy Chai Podcast. I'm your host, Marok Imtiaz, and I'm on a journey to create inspiring, helpful, and meaningful content. This podcast is not going to showcase high-profile individuals spouting hollow advice like find your passion or hustle harder. Instead, my mission is to bring you the voices of people who are just a bit ahead of you, people you can relate to, and the people who will inspire you to put your own voice out there. So grab your cup of spicy chai and let's get this show started. Thank you so much for tuning in today. You see, this is Background Mark. And for this particular podcast, I did want to give you guys a bit of a heads up. So when we first recorded it, I didn't realize how bad the internet quality was. Go figure. We're in the pandemic world. So basically, I just want to say thank you for your patience. This podcast will have some glitches. My team and I really tried editing a lot of it. But guess what? We're not perfect. I mean, I think we pretty much are, but you know, not all the way there. But basically just getting back to the episode in a few saying thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your patience. And I'm so excited for this conversation because again, there is so much gold here. Bye. Welcome to the Spicy Chai Podcast. Today's guest inspires women around the globe through her fitness and motivational posts. She currently lives in Brazil. I know the best place to live right now, right? Has 2000 plus followers on Instagram and thousands across Facebook and Twitter. And not only that, she's a national level athlete. She captains the Brazil cricket team and is also on the board. And if you're not impressed yet, she's done all of that while battling cancer. So allow me to welcome Roberta Amorati Avery. Welcome to the show, Robbie. Hello, Maruk. We are friends through cricket. We are friends through life. Uh, so I'm very, really happy for the day. I'm, I'm really, really glad. So what is your story? Like, what got you started putting yourself out there on Facebook, Instagram? Like, how did it all start? Well, social media wasn't born with my generation. We grew up without social But when I was around 18 years of age, I, I moved to England and I was alone over there. I didn't have any family, didn't have many friends. And the social media that was called Orkut, that is similar to Facebook, before Prior to Facebook. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Orchid, right? Or, yeah. Or, yes, 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 yes. Yes. We had that. Decided to create an account to keep in touch with my friends, with my family, and actually show what I was doing when I was living abroad. That was the first time that I had any connection with social media at all. Then came Facebook, came, and I never thought about actually putting content. Always wanted to be close to friends, close to friends and family. That I was following up on their things as well by although I was so distant from, distant from everyone else. It was only when Instagram came. It's funny because uh, when Instagram started to catch on, I just had a Blackberry and Blackberries didn't allow Instagram pictures. So I changed my phone to a phone that I could actually be part of Instagram. And that was only then that I said, okay, I, can, I already have my friends on Facebook. I, I, I'm closer to my family. Maybe on this one, I can start putting something different. Actually sending a different message to the world, talking about things that I did well and maybe help other people, other, other persons out there. So it was kind of there. It was around 2017, 2016, something like that. Right. I, was, I, already, I already had removed my thyroid at the time. I said, okay, you know what? I want to help people out. 
I want to put something over there that's gonna they're gonna help others. But I didn't know who was this person that wanted to show. What was his message? I just know that I, I, it could be better used than only posting my day-to-day life over there. Right. And there was something very interesting that you said there. You said that you wanted to make sure that people know of things you did well. In a way, you kind of want to help people out. What was the reason for that? Like, What really motivated you uh, to wanting to help people out and putting yourself out there? Yeah, I think it was the time of the life that I was living. I, I've always been an athlete. So I used to play golf. Uh, at the time, and I was starting to play cricket much more seriously at that time. Be- best sport ever. Best sport ever. <laughs> best sport ever. Exactly. No, no, co- no, no comments. Anything. Great game. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. The exactly. great game. Great game. Yes. <laughs> Better even uh, for women. But- Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, in the in the place to play cricket, but I still play cricket. I was the oldest person, so it was like all these thirteen, fourteen, fifteen year old girls, and it was me that was like almost thirty at a time. It's still young, come on, but older than the, the girls. This, this seems like the story of my life, but anyways, continue. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> why are you so young? So it was like these girls were looking up to me a little bit. So I didn't want to just post over there things. I, I wanted to post things that were, you know what? This is nice from Roberta. You know what? This can inspire me a little bit. Because they were starting to create their own personalities and inspiring to these older people because... I did my, my conclusion course on this. After the age of 12, 13, girls stop listening to their parents and start listening to colleagues, their friends, their mm-hmm. teachers, start getting out of the family. So I said, okay, I may be one of these persons. I may be one of these people that they're going to look out and say, you know what? I want to be a little bit more of like Roberta when I grow up. So I started to say, okay, this is the opportunity of, of putting myself out there, out there as a role model instead of just Roberta, showing what I actually like to do during this this person came out of that scenario of living with younger people and saying seeing the opportunity of actually helping them out a little bit right and and the thing with like teenage girls is that they're very scary <laughs> you know <laughs> so i got past that phase <laughs> yeah i mean we've all been there and we all know how scary they can be uh, you know but that's what i find very interesting is that you still those that was a generation you've wanted to inspire and you still put yourself out there on social media where potentially more teenage girls can like, you know, uh, look at what you're doing. So what were some of the fears uh, that you had when you first started, when you were putting yourself out there? The same thing as everyone. Extremely shy. I was so shy. I was so scared of saying anything. I was so scared of being judged because suddenly you are putting something that is quite personal for you out there. A lot of people... Not only your friends, but it's open to everyone. So I was very scared of being judged. And I was very scared of saying something wrong. Like, uh, maybe I'm going to say something and a person out of nowhere is going to say, Roberta, that is completely terrible. That's not true. So I was always very insecure at the start. So I would not say anything unless I was 100% sure I, was, I would not allow me to make mistakes. And that is something that today, after all these years, I say, you know what? If I make a mistake, that's all right. I'll learn from it. But at the start, that was... A huge fear. And I think that's the kind of like that for everyone who starts. Right. Okay. There's, there's, yeah. there's a, and that's, that's a misconception a lot of people have is that they think people who are putting out content are just fearless. You know, they're brave, but they don't realize that no, the fear is there. We're just posting regardless. So for, for someone like that starting off and they're listening to this, like, what do you think helped you get over that fear? What made you post regardless of that fear? How would you break that down? It was not 
because of that time, it wasn't many creation uh, people putting content like that, like there is now, because now you go online and you find so many ways, beautiful ways to help you out on that. Right. It was a lot of self-reflection and saying, getting myself out of, the, out, out of the comfort zone and remembering, do it. You learn if you make a mistake. You're not going to be as, as, as you think you are. Just do it and get some feedback. And I was posting and talking to a few people, posting and listening to them, listening to the comments and actually getting positive reviews by people that I didn't expect to, to be getting reviews. And that was, it was getting me, giving me, start giving me confidence. The good results give you confidence and you start growing a little bit more and you make mistakes and you see that it's not a big deal. As soon as I made a mistake and I start sometimes not getting the line right, I said, it's not a big deal. You learn and you do it again. So it was mostly my insecure that was holding me back that sometimes I still do. I did a post this week and actually got quite big, but I was, I didn't post it for six months because right. I was secure about the content. And after I've done it a couple of days ago, I realized that I should have done it much earlier. I should, I should not have let my fear hold me back, but it's part of, of the growth uh, that you have when you start getting content outside and uh, exposing it to other people that is not only your friends. It's very true. And I think it's so many times I go through the same, same feeling. It's like, oh, I should have posted that sooner. Or you know what? Even if like the post doesn't get any traction, any likes, any comments, I'm still never in that phase of I regret posting this. It's never, ever felt that way. It's always like, all right, it's almost like a bad workout, right? It's still a workout. You know, you never go be like, oh, I shouldn't have done that workout. You're like, all right, it wasn't the best workout, but I got it done. And another thing you, that was really interesting you said was mistakes. It's also what I tell people, like make mistakes. Because when you you do it, you realize, oh, it wasn't as big as I thought it was in my head. In my head, this mistake was so big, but now that I've made it, nobody cares, right? Like it's, it's kind of in a very relieving way to think about that you, we think people care more than they actually do, <laughs> you know? And we put ourselves in this like mode of everyone's going to do this and everyone's going to do that, but it's, it's rarely ever any such thing. You know, and the other thing you mentioned was self-reflection. You mentioned that you went into self-reflection. So could you talk a bit more into what that looked like? Like, were you in a room and self-reflecting? Like, what was that? Like, what was that? No, I think it was more like um, not allow myself to make a mistake because I think I thought nobody would make mistakes. Mm. And it was a little bit of, I think, uh, the creation, creationers and the, the post now show real people. And I think everyone here now, the, the majority of the people are showing their real lives, real people, real struggles, real everything. At the start, I believe people were not real. It was a little, this perfect world. Everybody True. was, we do things perfectly. We are, uh, we had uh, the boom of the fitness people and we had the boom of this. Uh, millionaires. <laughs> yes. And then we started realizing, I was like, this is not true. This person that is perfect that I wanted to portray for some time was not real because that was not me. And I started realizing that those other people were not real as well. So it was like, you have to be yourself. I could not try to play something that was not me or put a content outside that was perfect. And I would like, I cannot give you an advice of doing this that is going to work out perfectly because I know it's not because life is not perfect. So it was like a very good time for me to realize that you have to be real on, on your content. You have to be real on what you're showing to the world because that's real life. That's what's going to get people into you. And I, you, make, you make yourself relatable that way, right? Much more. Yeah. And then you, you can see now this trend of people actually running away from these perfect lives that you have on the internet because they're, they're fake. Sure. So 
You see the shift, true. and the, probably I lived the shift a little bit earlier than the, the general community because I went to the self-reflection, said so what I want to create, what I want to be, my content wants to be outside there. Right, right. I really like that. So you kind of just kept asking yourself questions, the right questions to make sure that you know exactly why you're on this journey and it doesn't matter what other people feel. This is why you're doing it. And on that piece, you also said that you asked for feedback. Like, you know, you went to people and asked them how the content is doing. What would be some good advice you got? And what would be some that bad advice that you got when you did that? It's funny because it's difficult for people to give you advice. Uh, not to, actually not difficult for them to give advice. Everybody can give Everybody advice. gives advice all the time. <laughs> yeah. All the time. I think it's difficult to filter the advices that you have on what is mm. complimenting it because you're friends. People are complimenting it because it's good or the bad advice, uh, where to get advice from good people saying, you know what, you missed the mark over there. Yeah, so, like constructive, right? Where it can actually help you. Yeah. And somebody that's going to believe that you're not going to get upset. I didn't want to be upset with these people. Uh, I didn't get upset with these people, but they were afraid of hurting my feelings. So when I noticed that I found a couple of people that were actually going to give me constructive advice, I would come to them quite often saying, you know what? Hey, what do you think of this? Was this too much? Did I go deep enough? Should I have gone deep, deeper on this subject? And uh, these people start to be like key people for me on a few things. And also... On getting advice, you have to get out of your comfort zone. You have to ask a person that is from your audience. It's not necessarily your profile and say, you know what? What do you think of this? And uh, it was harsh because I spoke to a few teenagers that were not of my goal, that were completely different groups and stuff. <laughs> and they give you the reality and uh, you have to be open for that. And I think because I was open for that, create better content, but also get closer to these girls that were part of my life as well into other into other things like uh, in the cricket life, in the golf life and things like that. Yeah. And, and you're absolutely right. It's so important to make sure that you are letting people know that you will be okay with whatever they say. It could be the good stuff or it could be the constructive stuff. And I also really liked that what you did there was you didn't even go, you didn't just go to one person. You didn't just go to your best friends because you knew that they might be complimenting you just because they're friends. I like that you went to different people. Like you went through we all know the, the scary teenage girls, you know, you where you knew some things you won't like. So I think that shows a level of maturity that you had already when you were starting, because what I have noticed with a lot of people is they're scared to go for feedback because they know that, that that feedback might be something they don't want to hear. So what would you tell people who are, who are in this journey and are scared to get feedback? How do they get over that? I think the same way that we are scared of making mistakes at the start and you, you have just to do it. You, you, right. Feedback is not easy to get because you have to have the right people to give you. But gotta, as we said, we have to be open for it. But it's, as you grow with it. So you start getting feedback. Sometimes it's not that good. Then you start getting good feedback because you're improving something that you want to improve. It's, the feeling is very, the feeling is great. You know, you're growing with it. It's a construction. And I think the construction of this content is really pleasant. Pleasant? I don't know the word in English. Pleasant, pleasant? Yeah, pleasant. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so uh, the, uh, the benefits of being a multilingual, huh? <laughs> yes. My God, sometimes it gets my head crazy. But I think you just have to give yourself a shot on, on the advice because it is very rewarding you know, once you start getting better because of this feedback that you're getting. from. Right. And do not take it personal. It's not personal. So just go, go, go ask a few people for it. 
Yeah. Open hearted and uh, enjoy the process. The process has to be a part of it that we enjoy. You yeah. cannot bring it for the likes, for the views, for the things. You have to enjoy the process. Otherwise, you're going to get bored very very soon. It's very true. And I, I'll, I'll just add to that. It's just... I feel that people who give me like real advice, constructed advice, I feel like they care a lot because it takes a lot to give someone real advice. You have to care a lot to look at their content. You have to care a lot to be brave enough to give them that advice because they don't know how you'll react. Right. So I always flip the script and I say, you know what? They just do that because they care a lot about me versus, oh my God, how did that person ever say that? Because I've noticed that people, there's a lot of people who give you advice and they'll give you surface level advice, but the, the people who actually break it down for you, it just shows how invested they are in your own growth. So I think that's a good way to look at it as well versus just like, you know, this person just said this bad thing to me or now they don't like my content. What do I do? You know, so it's just kind of like going back and forth on that. It's just important to shift the way you think of the advice, the feedback. And I also like that you said, no matter how you feel, just do it. Who cares if you're scared? <laughs> there, is, there is this portrait of people that uh, they believe that the person who has the courage to do it was not scared. Again, you know, yes. True, the person just had courage, but it's a big chance that the person was scared as well. Yes. But you just have to just go and do it. If you feel if scared, just go do it scared. Don't yeah. worry. You know, give yourself a chance of uh, growing and getting out of your comfort zone. For me, that's that's key. Yeah, and, and you're absolutely right. And we talked a lot about the fear. What are some of the other things that you think are very tough about content creation? What are some things that you feel you've been challenged when you've been creating content? Uh, I think for me, one of the things that took the most time was actually finding my audience. Hmm. Because, uh, I'm now a 35-year-old woman. I'm an athlete. I have a life that is not normal to Brazilian standards. Um, <laughs> Brazilian standards, I love standards. that. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in Brazil, you, 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 you grow up, you go to university, you leave your parents' house, you find a job, you find a husband, you get married, you have kids, and that's it. And not only in Brazil. I think there's a lot of countries. So I, feel like, yeah, that's, I feel like that's entire uh, women's expectations. Like I feel like women everywhere would relate to that kind of expectation. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And you go every Sunday to your mom's house and... Uh, <laughs> With your parents, bash about your in-laws, you know, those things. No, at 18, I moved away. I spent my life traveling all over the world. I play, I'm still an athlete. I don't have kids. I don't want to have kids. I have jobs. Yeah. So it's like, it's not normal. So I said, who, uh, what is my audience? Who am I talking to? And I think that's the one that took the longest time to find out because I didn't know if I was going to be like, okay, I'm going to talk to this. 30-year-old plus fitness people, or I'm going to talk to athletes, or I'm going to talk to who are these people that I want to be sending the message to. Mm -hmm. That one, I think, was the hardest. Because after you find that, is when you actually start putting content outside that is going to actually help them. Right. You target it a bit more. Yes. And I had to come back to my roots. I have to look at my numbers. I had to do a lot of things to find that my audience would be young girls. I wanted to help young girls that terrible age that, like you said, that the hormones are going crazy. You don't know what you want to be. You have information from all over the world. You have things happening all the time. Everything is very big. You hurt your nail. Oh my God, that's a drama. Everything's big because your hormones are hyper. So I said, okay, you know what? I did my conclusion course on post-gradation on that. On that. I work with these girls day in, day out. Uh, I know what they're going through. I've been through that. That's where I want to go to. And uh, But that, that happened once, six months ago, uh, that shift. 
So, but it has been very good. I love it. I love to talk to them. And I see that they are getting close to me on a personal level as well. Right. I think it's all working out well. Right. From things I decided that. You know, what's very interesting and super cool about this is when you started, you didn't know your message. You didn't know what you're going to speak to, who you're going to speak to, but that didn't stop you from posting because that's the important part. While you were posting, you figured out, okay, this is the audience I actually want to target. So while you were posting, you actually found your voice, you found your message, you found your target niche or audience. So I I think that's such an important message for people to listen to. A lot of people, some of the advice I got when I was starting is define your niche and then start posting. And I freaked out. And I was like, well, I don't know what my niche is. Uh, am I, I'm a cricketer. Do I, 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 God knows I love cricket. Like, geez. And I oh, no. can talk about cricket all day, every day. But if you were to tell me to write a blog post on cricket or just do content in cricket, I don't know how I would feel great about that. I'd be like, oh, okay. I love cricket, but I don't want to write about it. Like, you know, so it's, it's weird how people push you into this niche, but I'm, I'm with you there that sometimes you just have to start posting and find your voice and let that direct you in terms of what's your target audience, where, who do you want this message to be targeted to and start creating. But that, takes time. And as you said, takes years. You started this journey in 2017, you know, and it's taken you a couple of years. And I think that's an important message as well. People, when they start this journey, they think, okay, a couple of months, I should already know. I should already know all this stuff. And why don't I know it yet? But I think it's an important message to know that sometimes things take time and that's okay. And that's okay. I think if you have like a shop or if you have a a association, a confederation, something like that, that you already has this set this niche set up right. if you're going to sell shoes you know what kind of shoes to do you know the age group that you're going for and that's it but i was not on that and i think you went through the same and defining that requires a lot of you have to be harsh on a few things on yourself because sometimes i want to talk about something else that's going to be good for my audience will it will it not and it it, it, it was it was not easy but it was part of a big growth for me mm-hmm. And I had, I get this, I got the same advice from you, finish and then go. I said, I have no idea. And at the time when people spoke to me about it, I said, I have no idea what my niche is. Right. I didn't start as a content creator. I started as a person both their day to day on Instagram and having fun with it. Yeah. And that's such an important piece for people to listen to. Cause you know, I mean, you don't start because you want to be famous or you want to have a lot of money. You start because you have a message that you want people to listen to. I think that's the important piece. Yeah. yeah and it's funny because now you said a little bit about Twitter. I feel that I have different personalities in each one of the social medias that I am into because they are different in their setup and they're different on everything else. But for example, I think I have a double personality when I'm talking to my Twitter followers, for example. Hmm. In Instagram, I have this niche of people that are my young girls, empowerment, showing them that they can do it, they can achieve their dreams. They are powerful and beautiful. That's what I portray as a content creator in Instagram. In Twitter, it's completely different because it's a completely different niche. In Twitter, I can be the crazy cricket follower that I am, the crazy player that I am, and it's completely out of of nothing. It was This quarantine happened. I started posting a few things on Twitter because that's where I could be the cricket crazy person that I am. Yeah. Put that out there. And this completely different niche is a completely different uh, content. It's even, even a different self. So it, it's, it's all right to have fun with it. 
Yeah, that's 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 extremely important. Yeah. yeah, and I like that you were like, oh, I'm a completely different personality, and that's okay, because there you get to express yourself in a different way. And you're absolutely right. Different platforms, you have to like meet people where they are. Twitter, nobody's gonna watch like ten minute long videos like they will in YouTube. So it's just like you know you gotta post accordingly. So I I, I really like that. Um, what do you think in terms of you know you spoke a lot about the you're noticing the impact that your content is having, and you're getting closer to the girls. What do you think some of the other opportunities that have opened up to you because of content creation that weren't there, let's say, when you weren't creating content? I think this is a good question. Very good question. Yeah. I think that for for me to talk about difficult things that the girls go through that they would not open to myself in case I was just Roberta, the player of cricket that they meet sometimes. Because as we grew, we know... You know what everything that changed in cricket Brazil with us playing a little bit more professional now. Yeah, uh, you guys have contracts and you were a big part of that. Yes. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. I signed my second contract yesterday. I was so happy. That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, so this created a, a distance from the girls that I used to be close to. But if I was not, uh, the, 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 the Instagram, the content that is over there allows me to be closer to them on different subjects, even though I'm not so close physically anymore. Mm-hmm. still get a lot in touch with them I still get a lot of feedback from them feedback from their lives uh, they still talk to me about issues that they have because of the content that I have so I think it allows me to be able to help them or at least guide them through things that I wouldn't be able to if I was just meeting them in person right you have this reach that is much wider much broader that I wouldn't have ever if I was just close to them because of common subject I agree I agree. It does. And it also allows you to learn more things about yourself, right? That you didn't know before. I don't know if that's happened to you, where you've learned stuff that you were like, oh, I didn't know this about myself. I, I think the, the, the learning process happened since the beginning. I think what I opened is, uh, what I learned a lot is things that I'm comfortable talking to that I ever let me be comfortable with before. So mm-hmm. a few things that I said, okay, you know what? I'm ready to talk about this. I feel comfortable talking about this. That I hold together for me, with me for so long. It's an interesting road that are interesting path that we go through isn't it agreed agreed and the, the idea that it allows us to express ourselves more freely i think that's a privilege right i mean it's just something that i'm i love about being able to put our words out there where do you plan to take this content creation journey you know are you happy with where it is or do you see yourself expanding like have you ever thought about that is that how you think would you mind talking a bit about that yeah i think I think what I want to to do definitely is become more of a role model for young girls in Brazil. I would love to be able to do it not only in Brazil, but I understand the language barrier is something that holds me back because if I think, for example, if I want to put subtitles in English or the captions in Portuguese in English, it would be all right, it would work, but I haven't done that transition yet. I want to become this, establish myself as as a person that will empower young girls to do whatever they want to do in their lives. I don't think that it's established yet. I think I just took my first steps into it. But we are in a moment in a world that women are starting to realize, you know what? I don't want this anymore. This is right. not for me. The world is big. The world is mine as well. And I want them to understand that they can do it. It's, it's, I'm going to tell something that is, for me, it's one of the best moments for, for, for us. I have a left-handed player. She started with us when she was 13. And uh, she was... They didn't allow her to play four other sports before she came to cricket because she was overweight. Maddie, her name is, she's unbelievable. She started coming to us and she was like, can I play with you? I said, 
sure, of course, just come. And she started opening up little by little by comments. She wouldn't talk to me. She would sometimes make a comment about her figure, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes make a jokey comment about something, and I would catch up on that and say, you know what, something is not right. And uh, I started talking to more, more to her about that. I said, you know what, you can do it. I can't run. I said, you can run. Let's take a few steps. Let's do it a little bit quicker. And it was actually disconstruct that thing that she heard so much in her life that she couldn't do it. She, you can do it. You can't do it. And actually take step by layer by layer of her and say, you can. Let's go. Let's do it together. You can. And yesterday for me was a very, very emotional day because yesterday she signed her contract with us. She's playing my That's team. Amazing. That's amazing. 16 year old girl. Love that, story. that is part of the Brazilian national squad. She's a left arm bowler. She swings a ball miles. She's a beautiful batsman and she's running, she's doing, and she's, and for years, years of her life, for 13 years of her life, people were telling her that she couldn't do it because she was overweight. You know, so the world puts so much pressure on young girls to be perfect looking, perfect in what they are doing, perfect on everything, instead of being saying, telling them, you know what, you can do it. You, you are powerful, you are beautiful, you are this amazing person, just go and do it, give yourself a chance. So I want, I want to put this message out there which, with much more power and reach as many girls as I can, not only my group of future athletes, cricketers, people from Brazil, but also to whoever needs to listen to this message. I love that, and it's so powerful. I think more powerful for me because I can relate to that to another level. Definitely something I grew up with uh, and still like to the point where people, when people see me on the cricket field, they think I don't belong there. And I almost have to like prove myself more, which again, I have taken positively. I'm like, I'm going to show you, but I know it deters so many women, girls from just doing it because they're like, well, maybe, maybe they're right. And I guess like, it's so important for everyone out there listening. Like if you're if you're being told that you can't you can do it, I would say take it as fire in you and be like, let me show you that I can. Because there are people like you, again, who are going to be supportive. And I was very lucky. I think that's the reason I connected with you so well, because I saw how supportive you are. You did not judge me at all. Like, you know, you, you treated me like a cricketer. And I liked that. You were just like, oh, yeah, you're a cricketer. You're also a national level cricketer. Uh, let's talk about this. Let me help you with this. It was never like, oh, hey, like, <laughs> you know, so I um I appreciate that. And I think your content, even though like there are times when the captions in Portuguese, like Facebook and Instagram has this see translation option that I always click on. So then it translates into English. So I always read it. And that's why that's why I opened up with that for your introduction, because you are very motivational. And I, I remember I gave you like a Wonder Woman or a Superwoman bottle. Yes, I love yeah. the bottle. <laughs> it, it was very intentional because I do feel like what you're doing here is making an impact. So I think that's, I want to make sure you understand that. And I think it's very important. So, and I think it's so important for people to listen to that. Sometimes that you just start creating content to make an impact in other people's lives and how satisfying that is when you see that happen. Like, you know, when you see that impact. So this is honestly great. One final question before I let you go. What is one piece of advice related to content creation that you would give to your younger self? Like what is something you would have done sooner? Or what is something that if you were to go back to young Roberta in 2017, what would you tell her? I would definitely tell myself to not be scared. Do not be scared of putting yourself out there. No, do not. I, I was... One thing that is also from women uh, that happens a lot to women is that we do not allow ourselves to be great sometimes. We hide. Love we, that. So I think I, for a lot of moments in my life, I could have shown how possible it is to achieve your dreams, to achieve things that are great for you 
And I would just make it very little and say, oh, I did this. And that was like, I should be saying, my God, I did this. This is wonderful. Look what we can do. And I was always making myself sometimes smaller than I actually was at that time. So do not be scared. No, allow yourself to be great. A lot of us still hide, although we could be married with great jobs, a lot of success, achieving a lot of stuff and still putting ourselves small. Be big. Just go big. You know, do, do things like you deserve to be doing it. And I'll definitely have told myself that a little bit earlier in my life. I love that. Like celebrate yourself and don't be apologetic about it. Celebrate, celebrate big. I love that. And where can people find you? You can, they can find me on social media through Instagram. And what's your handle? Yes. Yes. It's actually Ella Joga Sin, which is actually an interesting story because in, it translates into yes, you place. Because, oh. But I didn't tell you why. Uh, for so many months, so many tournaments in my life, I would travel with the team and they would always ask, oh, are you the coach? Oh, the teachers. Once my mom asked me in the South American Championship if I was coaching a team. And mom... I'm playing. I just won MVP. What yeah. are you yeah. So I actually changed my, my name to Instagram at Yes She Plays, which is translated to Ella Jogasin, to remember people that Yes I Play. And then in Twitter, they can find me in, as Moretti Avery and Facebook, Roberta Moretti Avery, which is my name. Perfect. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much, Robbie. I absolutely loved having you today feeling extremely inspired just like I do always and for everyone listening thank you so much for tuning in if you have a minute please leave a review I read all of them and we talk a lot about feedback so you know what you're not going to hurt my feelings anything you like let's talk anything you don't like let's talk thank you again and we will see you next week last but not the least you got this beautiful Thank you, my rookie. It's a big pleasure talking to you. I love you two bits and uh, I do hope that you have a lot of success and I hope that we meet you soon in person. Yes, competing. All right, bye. Bye. Hey, you. Thanks for listening to Spicy Chai. I really appreciate it. And to make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the podcast, The Obvious. And if you want to learn more, head over to marukimthias.com And until next time, my friend, hit the record button or, you know, the publish. Lots of love from your favorite. You got this beautiful. Beautiful.